Hi everyone, this is the Ask Annie podcast, Horse Girl Reviews on products you use. This episode is brought to you by Burringer Ingelheim. Horses are living, breathing works of art, and caring for them requires an entire team. Veterinarians, farriers, trainers, riders, and grooms. Burringer Ingelheim is proud to help provide tools to help the team keep them performing at their peak. Veterinarians, farriers, trainers, riders, grooms, everyone plays a role keeping these horses at peak performance. Burringer Ingelheim is proud to provide the tools to help your team keep them healthy. From joint health to gastric health, Burringer Ingelheim is here to support your horse's team. We provide the tools and your team provides the everyday care to keep these horses performing at their peak. And another tool they're providing is Relax Tracks, a piece of music designed specifically to help horses relax, which we discuss in this week's episode. Burringer Ingelheim is proud to provide the tools to help your team create works of equine art. Well, thank you for joining us today, Dr. Roos and Janet. Uh, we are speaking on a uh, Burringer Ingelheim project between uh, you and Janet Marlowe's company, Pet Acoustics. Can you tell us a little bit about both of yourselves and how horses have been a part of your lives? Dr. Roos, do you want to go first? Sure, Janet. Thank you. I was like, oh, how do we decide who goes first on a recording? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so great to be here. So I am Sarah Roos. Uh, so I am one of the veterinarians. So I'm an equine technical manager with Berner in Goldheim. Uh, I have ridden horses since I was about eight years old. Uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania, uh, have kind of always been in the hunter jumper world, uh, have kind of gone in and out based upon time over the, the course of my education and career, but horses have always been there in the background and I'm happily riding again now. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm that kid who said that they always wanted to be a veterinarian, a lot of that influenced because of my relationship with horses and been fortunate that that happened and that I've been lucky enough to, to be a horse vet now for, what did I, I just figured out, I graduated 17 years ago, uh, this week, I think actually, so. That's great. Well, mine, my story is, um, actually from not being able to be around horses, and animals as a child, but um, was placed instruments in my hand. I'm fifth generation musician and composer in my family. And so um, any opportunity I had just intuitively to be near horses or to, you know, I was the kid that, you know, brought home the stray dog and the stray kittens all the time, but we lived in New York City. And so apartments were not conducive for that. And my mother kind of just said out. <laughs> And so um, it actually created a greater passion and desire for me to know more and be with animals. And uh, any opportunity I had to ride with friends that, um, you know, that, that went riding, I did. Um, I lived in Spain. I did riding in Spain. And uh, that was very serious horseback riding, I have to say. Um, and um, but but I it helped me become a better observer of the of what horses were all about. And um, because I had a um, uh, an acoustic recording career for many years, I was able to um, uh, develop this interest on how they hear, why is sound and why is music so powerful for them? So that was my background. That's amazing. Yeah. And can you tell us both about your journey to your current roles and kind of what your typical day is like for both of you? 
Sure. Uh, so like I said, so my role now, I am what is called a technical manager for Berner Ingelheim. Uh, so I do a lot of educational support uh, surrounding all of the various uh, products and, and disease states uh, that we have products to, to address uh, in the equine veterinary world. Kind of my background a little bit. So except I went to University of Pennsylvania for vet school. I did an internship at an equine practice in Ocala, and then I did a large animal medicine residency, Texas A&M, uh, and then I was in practice for a bit, and then I was faculty at the University of Florida College of Veterinary Medicine uh, until I moved to industry. So I kind of dabbled in, in all aspects kind of, of equine practice between academia, uh, private practice, and, and now being on the industry side. You know, in the my, my job is different, obviously, or honestly, I should say, uh, every day. Uh, like I said, I do a lot of education. So whether that is of our internal staff, uh, whether that is veterinarians, whether that's veterinary students, whether that's horse owners, uh, kind of talking to them again about many of the different diseases that horses can get. Uh, and then obviously specifically kind of in, in some of those cases targeting in, you know, uh, products that that we might have that that might address them. Um, and then I also uh, kind of make sure that what we say about them, we can legally say so that we actually have evidence, uh, you know, whether that's through the FDA or through the USDA, that that again, what we're saying about our, our products is is factual and true. Um, so yeah, every day is, is a little bit different. I travel a lot. It's fun. <laughs> I want your life. <laughs> <laughs> I get to talk to interesting people. I have to say, like, I love... Every time I get to talk to Janet, I learn something new about her or what she does. Like fifth generation. That's yeah. so impressive. Like as someone who has zero musical skills, like yeah. I just I love that. And that, yeah. that is. It's one of the fun things about my job is everywhere I go, I get to to meet different people in all facets of the horse industry. And everybody has such interesting life stories. It's it's fascinating. It it was very interesting. And and um for for me, uh the uh the in 2017, um, in the University of Lublin, uh, they did a two-year study on uh, 120 Arabian horses, racehorses, and they used my music, um, half with, half without. And after two years, they were able to determine that the music definitely lowered the cortisol level, the stress hormone um, in racehorses, and that they won more races. Um, from that article, uh, Beringer Ingelheim contacted me to create a project uh, for this relaxed tracks um, uh, in regards to combining it with the ulcer guard. So let's go rewind way back to 1994, where the digital age of having a recording studio for me as a composer was like you know, the greatest toy box you can have, even though I had done recordings and toured for many, many years. Um, but when I was able to do it myself, um, I had an epiphany that uh, because all my dogs and cats came to my side when I practiced it, practiced for performances, and they were so soothed and relaxed, I wanted to find out what it is about music, sound, and the hearing capacity of animals that accesses this this ability for them to self-soothe and and be calm which is so amazing and then um i developed this concept of how to take human music what we do what we love 
big, broad spectrums of sound and dynamics and interest and rock and movement and everything to get us into different moods. But for animals, they really just want to be calm and they want to feel safe. And so I modified music and I developed species-specific music. And I focused on dogs and cats, but once I moved into the horse world, I was able to see a tremendous and profound difference. And uh, that's been very exciting. So I'm credited with developing um, species-specific music, which is a different process than music for humans. And um, it's been very exciting, and now I'm a global company. So um, it's just been great. And to to uh, align myself with Beringer Engelheim has been really uh uh, such a wonderful um, collaboration. Yeah, goodness, I'll say what a what a timeline for both of you. It it was just seems meant to be that you were all supposed to come together on this project. And Janet, you touched on it a little bit, but the two of you recently collaborated um, on a project based around reducing stress in horses. Yeah. How did the two of you connect on this experiment? And can you kind of tell us a little bit about the you know the first steps of it? Yes, well, um, we worked with uh, several teams um, uh, to to fine tune the best track for um, offering this this free gift for you know horse owners to use um, to to help their horses feel calm um, in relationship to uh, mitigating stress, which obviously leads to ulcers, which is the bridge between the music and the ulcer guard product. Um, and so uh, we we spent, I think, about three months back and forth with all the teams talking, collaborating, um, and utilizing my research, which is to, uh, to uh, modify the frequency and the decibel content of the track itself. So we know that horses are very strong in two, four, three, four, and four, four time. Um, you know, you can see horses move to music in their stalls. They're just, their sensitivity to, to hearing and, and movement is, uh, as we all know, is, is extraordinary. We love that about them. And so uh, we modified the music to be in the, strong in those rhythms. Uh, we modified um, the music to be in um, in a frequency level that was comfortable for equine hearing, which is my specialty. Um, and then there's some proprietary processes that uh, modify uh, the music even further so that it is guaranteed to make the horse uh, go into an illicit calm. And um, and it's very exciting. And we just it was like taking a block of clay and sculpting it and making it just right for them. And then it was it became offered as a as a track. Um, and uh, and that's where we that's how we how we did it. That's why we're super happy to to find Janet, honestly, um, kind of. Like I said, a big portion of my job is talking to people about diseases. Obviously, as a company, we sell GastroGuard and UlcerGuard. Uh, and as an internal medicine specialist, I spend a lot of time talking about ulcers in horses and, you know, very little, honestly, talking about drugs and a lot talking about the risk factors, you know, why it is that horses get so many ulcers and what we can do from a management standpoint uh, to, you know, 
help treat ulcers as well as you know prevent them from coming back. And we know that you know stress is such a huge part of the the risk for horses to get ulcers. Uh, so we spend a lot of time talking about that and nutrition and all the different things that we can kind of try to do to decrease stress in our horses' environment. And there's kind of been little snippets of research that were out there looking at the effect of music and, and sound on ulcers in horses. Uh, interestingly, there was a study that showed that talk radio increased the risk of gastric ulcers in horses. I think that's <laughs> probably true that talk radio might increase the, the risk of ulcers in all species anymore. Um, but there was that. And then there were a couple other little studies looking at different genres of music um, and kind of their effects on you know stress and behavior in horses. So rock and jazz seem to actually kind of stress horses out a little bit. So there are kind of these little snippets out there. And we as a company, again, spend so much time talking about stress and have this whole, uh, you know, stress campaign to, to try and help horses out and kind of just got this idea, wouldn't it be cool if we could come up with something, you know, from a sound standpoint or from a music standpoint specifically for horses? I'm a total nerd. Uh, so I like things that have research behind them, which was why it was so awesome uh, when we found Janet that, again, she actually specifically has published research showing these different changes in sound and in music patterns and whatnot and, and how they can help horses. So it was just incredibly fortunate that that we found somebody that had some science behind what she does and, and has been so delightful to work with and, and has a horse background herself. And, and so yeah, it was it was meant to be. Yeah, and uh, let me just interject what you said um, about um, you know the different styles of music because people uh, do they have they're we as humans are very subjective so we think what we like our animals like um, and that's why pet acoustics exists is to cut out the middleman which is the human um, <laughs> to to really just go to the proven science of really what an animal works so so for your listeners on the podcast I'd like to give some some uh, really fun uh, tip for them. Um, uh, so horses hear most comfortably between 60 and 80 decibels. And you can download on your smartphone a, a free decibel app. And wherever you go, especially if you're taking your horse to a show or you're, you're, you're in the trailer um, and your horse is experiencing stress, it could just be because of sound. Because that's my specialty is, is I... I love the 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 uh, horse's body, but the ears is really the key. So, the everything is in terms of sound is the pressure in the inner ear of the horse, and that's what triggers a lot of behavior. And because sound is invisible, we don't look at a horse's ears as a um, as a trigger for uh, agitation but mostly that's what's going on. So if they take a decibel app and just see, oh, this is now 90 decibels, oh, this might be causing my horse's um, behavior. It's a really fun way to experience the world because we don't hear what they hear. And so it's kind of a technical bridge that you can understand what they're experiencing. It's, it's fun. Yeah, I, I appreciate that as a horse owner because, you know, we're as humans, we're kind of used to things at different levels, um, but it is difficult to put yourself in your horse's shoes, but that's a very applicable way to do it. So yeah. I, I love that. 
since talking and, and learning from Janet, like every time I'm in the barn or at a horse show now, like I pick up on these things that I never would have before. You know, I was at a horse show not that long ago and just walking through some of the different barns. You know, there was, you know, some pretty loud, like hard rock in one of the barns. And then there was like some mariachi music in the other, like everywhere I went, I was just like, oh, I wonder if this is stressing the horses out. I want to play Janet's music for them so that they can all be calm. Because because like Janet said, you know, emotionally, we want to listen to some of this music to, you know, pump ourselves up before we go in the ring or just to entertain us while we're doing barn chores or whatever. Um, and not always thinking about the effect that that's having on the horses that are in there. So it is funny. As soon as you hear or read any of these things, all of a sudden you do start to experience sound differently when you're in a barn. So so thank you for that, Janet. Yes, you're welcome. I'm still thinking about that mariachi music, though. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like we've done our, our own little internal experiments, but what were the results of this experiment that you found and how can horse horse owners implement these findings? BI uh, made the relaxed tracks. Um, it's called Tranquil Trot um, available on a, on a YouTube um, on their YouTube channel for host on, horse owners to uh to download. And there's also a beautiful visual that goes along with it. Um, They just did such a gorgeous job of it. Um, And so, but it became so popular that uh, they wanted to have um, just a track that they could download on any device, uh, which, uh, which occurred. And uh, I I think there's a tremendous interest because of the um, scientific basis and the, um, and the uh, uh, brand association with BI as as a trusted brand uh, that the uh, and and of course you know the pet acoustics um, aspect of it as well uh, that th- this is pe- that horse owners they want to know what the go to is for for calming their horse in any situation and I think it's it's really um, uh, it it's a new mindset um, for for people to uh, to understand that it's not just classical or mariachi music, um, but that they they need something that's going to be a guaranteed uh, experience for their horse. Because, you know, stress in an animal is one of the most disturbing things I've ever experienced. I mean, you know, my dogs during thunderstorms, panting, pacing, drooling, there's nothing more difficult to deal with because you want to just hold them and, you know, take care of it. But um, once they go past that hypervigilant stage of agitation, it's it's very, very hard. And if you're doing, you know, jumping or, you know, you're in a show, you don't want that to happen. So, yeah, so like Janet said, it's available on the BI YouTube channel, which again, if you're, you know, not somewhere sitting in front of your computer, if you even just Google equine relax tracks, uh, it'll be one of the first things that you know pops up in your search. Um, so on the the YouTube, uh, like Janet said, there is kind of a nice little visual that is also kind of soothing that goes with it. Uh, but then there is a link on there to where you can also download it onto your phone and have it just as a, a sound uh, file as well. And again, it is it's all free to horse owners. It's it is the gift that that we wanted to to give to to horses and to the people who love them as uh, as something that's free and, and reasonably easy to to try and help horses to deal with their day-to-day stressors. And, and, you know, we do, we hear little stories from people and I can tell you, even, you know, in my own barn, um, there was, 
uh, horse in the cross ties that was getting its mane pulled and clipped before showing. And it wasn't being super naughty, but it was just kind of you know, dancing around in the cross ties. And I said, well, let's just try playing this, you know, while you're working on your horse and did. And within about three minutes, I think the horse was kind of in a happy Zen droopy lip uh, kind of snooze happening in the, the cross ties. And it's it's pretty impressive, honestly, when you actually see it work. Yeah, absolutely. I love that it's um, a preventative measure, too, and not something that you need to give, um, you know, after the problem has arisen. Um, it's kind of, you know, sort of that maintenance thing. And I appreciate that because, like you said, Janet, we don't want to see our animals stressed. And so to just not even get to that point is way better than treating the problem once it's arisen. So I, I love that. Um, how does this type of therapy work in conjunction with ulcer guard? Yeah. So again, it's, it's a, the, the relaxed tracks, you know, is a good prevention. So again, there's, you know, no, no risk to it. Uh, you could, you know, play at any time that you know that your horse might be stressed. So again, whether that's while you're riding, whether that's, you know, the farriers coming, the veterinarians coming, you're grooming, uh, there's a new neighbor moving into the stall next door to the horse. There's a thunderstorm or fireworks or, you know, whatever there is that's happening, uh, you know, that you can play this sound file uh, to to try and kind of like Janet has said, kind of create that sound bubble for the horse uh, to, to try and help alleviate its stress. Obviously, you know, there are times that we can't necessarily control everything. And then that's where maybe ulcer guard starts to play a role uh, is, you know, then supplementing the, the sound tracks or the relaxed tracks, you know, with, with ulcer guard to try and prevent the development of gastric ulcers when maybe we can't control the entire environment or, you know, the horse still has to get on a, a trailer and go somewhere. And we know that that's stressful for the horse. Great. If you can play the sound while you're in the trailer, you know, that's, that's even better. Um, but potentially, you know, pairing that with... Uh, ulcer guard prevention uh, when when we can't control everything. Yeah, uh, the the um, the just the general uh, knowledge is is that music is a powerful tool, and it can really it helps us. Um, and for animals that that hear more and are more sensitive, um, it it becomes a very important part of their daily lives. And uh, and so this tracks should uh, you know you you. We, you can play the same music for an animal for 10 years and they will have the same response, but not for humans because they want, we, we need variety all the time, <laughs> minute to minute. Um, but, uh, but for an animal, if they know that their environment is feeling comfortable and safe and, and is not creating that pressure in the ear, they are good as gold. That's amazing. Um, is there anything else new from BI that listeners should keep an eye or ear out for? <laughs> Yay. That was very well said. I liked that an eye or an ear. Again, you know, we're really just constantly trying to educate people on all of the, the management aspects that can go into trying to keep our horses healthy and happy and, you know, able to do their job, whatever that job is, you know, whether they're an elite athlete or whether they're just, you know, a, a beloved backyard pet who, you know, takes the grandkids for a ride. Uh, so, again, we're constantly kind of talking about stress and, and all the different things that we can do to manage stress, um, as well as, you know, nutrition and really just working with the entire team that supports your horse uh, to, to try and keep it happy and healthy. Was there anything else that you wanted to discuss or talk about? You know, if anybody would like to contact me um, in regards to their horse uh, or, you know, stress or music, I'd be very happy to, um, you know, have a conversation with them. They can write to me at uh, 
hello at petacoustics.com. Um, and I'd be very happy to, uh, you know, talk about music and, and uh, see if I can help. So obviously, Jana, you've done a lot with pets. So dogs, cats, horses. You know, I was just reading something somewhere recently, actually even about the effects of music on cattle. Uh, so it's all all species uh, seem to have these beneficial effects from their sound environment. And I just didn't know if, if you had ever worked with any of those other yes, species. I, I've, um, uh, I've actually done work with uh, agricultural uh, uh, pig um, experiments uh, down in uh, Santiago, Chile, uh, at a big agricultural area. And uh, I've written music for, for swine and the results were really, uh, because they're, they're kind of, you know, the mothers and the piglets have this kind of weird, cruel relationship. Um, and uh, they learned that when, after listening to the music, and this has been done for a year now, um, that the uh, pigs move into play they actually move into a play behavior. Um, so we're in the middle of this. Um, it's going to be published in, in the fall. We just finished a biometric uh, study on uh, dogs of all breeds, uh, showing the uh, benefits of, uh, of this specific music, canine music. We've done it also for cats and now we've, and we've done it for horses. So basically, um, you know, it boils down to this, the, the a biological cell can be moved by vibration and sound, and it can be positive or negative. And I'm all for positive. <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah, that's, amazing. that's so amazing. I, I love how it's cross species like that. It's so incredible. Yes, absolutely. I have a, a, a chart here. Um, it's, it's not, it's more specific on my website, but this is human hearing. This is horse hearing. So, um, We've now learned that horses and humans, just in terms of numbers, are the most closely related hearing ranges of any mammal on the planet. Wow. Uh, is so intimate and so understandable by your horse. If you just whisper to them, they, you know, it's anyway, I just love that. I just love horses. Um, and then um, this is canine hearing. Um, and this is feline hearing. So felines, um, cats hear three times more than humans. Dogs hear twice as much as humans. And dogs also hear four times further than humans. So that's why they're running to the window saying, barking, saying there's something out there. And you go and you go, huh? And, uh, you know, they, they know and we don't. Um, so always trust your dog. <laughs> well, and I think one of the things that's come up before is kind of that that sound bubble. So again, you know, if it's a thunderstorm or you're at a show and there's a loudspeaker, you know, that's kind of in the distance. And and Janet, correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of again talked about it is whatever is kind of in that horse's bubble. So kind of in closer proximity. Not so much that it's drowning it out volume wise, um, but just that they're kind of focusing on that sound that is directly around them uh, and, and that that's kind of almost the the protection so to speak of the the relaxed tracks absolutely their immediate environment is everything and uh again it's um uh since air is a pressure uh if that's what they're they're feeling even in you know a six foot distance um, it will have an effect on them because uh, they hear so much better than we do so really you know the 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 understanding if 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 anything I've done in my life is to help um, uh, 
animal caregivers understand that the hearing is such a major part of um, of their lives and that that we can't experience that. So you see, we have a mental cutoff point because we can't experience experiencing. And so that's why I also, through my company, try to educate as many people as possible as I go along. I've been doing that for 25 years to uh, help them uh, know, hey, this is part from, you know, the best saddles and the best farrier and the best this, um, that, that you're really giving them the best life according to their hearing. No risk to sound, right? You know, it's not like it's a saddle that might not fit your horse right and, you know, pinch it somewhere or something like that. Like they're really, I can't think of a downside to to surrounding the horse in good sound. So. Yeah, and for for um, you know horse folks to understand that if there's an if there's an issue, and you can't find it, it might just be the environment. I, I love that point because we are always trying to you know nitpick what's wrong and try this and try that and yeah maybe it's just just where they live they just need a little bit of an adjustment so exactly. I like you brought that in. Horses inherently want to be good. You know, they they don't want to be naughty and, you know, have stable vices or be bucking us off when we're riding them in general. You know, they usually are really not looking for ways to, to be naughty. And so a lot of times if they are, again, whether that's in the stall or, you know, when being ridden, a lot of times there is an underlying issue, whether that is a health issue, which could be compounded by by their management, by their environment. It's it's one of the ways where, you know, wouldn't our lives all be easier if our horses could talk and, and tell us what it was that was bothering them. But we do have to kind of open our eyes and ears to everything that's surrounding them and everything that's contributing to every minute, every second of their life to kind of figure out what it might be that that is making that horse act out in a different way. Thank you, Janet and Dr. Roos for being on the podcast today. To listen to Relax Tracks as mentioned in this episode, please visit the Burringer Ingelheim YouTube page. That's Burringer Ingelheim US colon equine health to listen to Relax Tracks. Thanks for tuning in. Learn more about the Ask Annie podcast by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Ask Annie Podcast. Have a suggestion for a product you'd like me to use in an upcoming episode? Email me at askanniepodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on any of our social media pages. Find even more Ask Annie episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. The Ask Annie Podcast is a production of Equine Podcast Network, an entity of Equine Network, LLC.